Hello, my name is Paul Bennett. Welcome to my humble diatribe for the day. As you know, humans engage in a vast array of rituals. They help us get through tasks without having to think about them. Once trained, our bodies can perform a series of actions which successfully and repeatably accomplish a goal. Just begin the ritual and end up with a finished product. Whatever goes on during the execution of the ritual is almost a mindless blur. Sounds simple, right? But just as Jefferson's mealtime ritual occasionally goes awry, sometimes ours do too. Let me give you an example. Neither my wonderful wife Penny nor I are what could be even generously described as morning people. Unlike those who bound gleefully out of bed every morning, ready to defeat the challenges of the day, our first hours of the day are marked by early morning stupor. Vaguely defined as a time during the early morning when one can do really stupid things without even realizing it. Easing out of early morning stupor requires the slow, sedentary consumption of a glass of orange juice followed by a number of cups of coffee. Of course, if one is to drink coffee, it must first be made. One of us has to make the coffee, and it sure won't be Jefferson. As preparing a hot beverage is fraught with risk in a state of early morning stupor, we will often prepare the coffee in the evening before heading to bed. In the morning, press the magic button, wait, presumably while downing the aforesaid orange juice, and voila, fresh coffee to ease us into a state of being a going concern. We don't have a hard and fast rule as to who prepares the coffee in the evening. It tends to be whichever of us thinks of it. One evening, Penny was particularly tired and headed to bed before I did. As the last man standing and still thinking, I decided to prepare the next morning's coffee. This would involve removing and disposing of the morning's soggy coffee filter and grounds, if still present, filling the reservoir at the back of the machine with water, placing a filter into the depression at the top of the machine, and placing coffee grounds in the cupped filter paper. This should not have presented any undue problems as I had accomplished this feat any number of times previously. I started filling the water reservoir with the short hose cleverly concealed within the kitchen water faucet. After wrestling with the filter papers, which refused to disengage from one another, without the undue expenditure of time and effort, I placed one into the basket in the coffee machine. All that was left was to dump in two scoops of coffee grounds before I could head off to bed. That's when the problems started. Only I didn't find out how big the problems would become until after I got up the following morning. You see, being blind 
Penny uses a number of simple workarounds to help with some of life's little problems. One example is measuring coffee grounds. Penny simply leaves a measuring scoop in the can of coffee and uses it when called upon to measure it out. I guess I've gotten lazy and simply adopted her methodology. When I make the coffee, placing two scoops of grounds into the filter is all I have to do. Well, that would have been fine, so long as the scoop was in the can where I expected to find it. Only, it wasn't. You see, the previous day we had finished a can of coffee. Normally, in such a situation, the scoop is simply transferred to the new can, or if there's still not enough space, placed on top of its lid. The problem was, the scoop was simply not there, nor was it in any of the drawers or cupboards that I checked. Because I had become so reliant on the two scoops recipe, I was not at all sure of the capacity of the scoop, so I wasn't sure that I could substitute other means to make decent coffee. I decided that, in her wisdom, Penny would know where to find the scoop in the morning. So I closed up the coffee can and left it on the counter, close to the coffee machine, where she'd be sure to find it. I figured this would be a way of letting her know that I had done everything save scoop the coffee. In a clever fit of self-preservation, I also decided that it would not be worthwhile waking Penny to inquire about such a trifle as the location of the coffee scoop. I was uh, duly informed the next morning, when I got up, that my plan had uh, backfired. You see, Penny had gotten up before me and had come downstairs to make the coffee. Finding access to the coffee machine's on button, obstructed by the can of coffee, she checked the coffee machine and realized that, though the coffee filter was present, the coffee grounds were not. She correctly surmised that I had been unable to find the scoop when I tried to prepare the coffee the previous night. She retrieved the scoop, which she had left buried in the sink after washing it the previous day. Having wrestled the recalcitrant seal off the new can, she loaded the filter with the appropriate amount of coffee. All seemed to be well. So far. Except, remember what I said about early morning stupor? Clearly, not having made or consumed any coffee, Penny had still not kicked hers for the day. She proceeded to load water into the coffee machine's reservoir, the same reservoir I had filled the night before. To be kind, let's just say that a minor disaster rapidly ensued. And so it came to pass that, when I finally got down to the kitchen, Penny's mood had been altered from early morning stupor to something worse. By the time I arrived, Penny had finally managed to clean up the water, which had escaped the coffee machine in great profusion, resulting in significant perfusion of the kitchen. She had yet to have any coffee, so the causative early morning stupor lingered on. Once coffee had finally been made, poured, drunk, 
and enjoyed, we were able to exchange descriptions of the events that led up to such uncaffeinated chaos so early in the morning, and indeed to laugh about it. I concluded last week's episode by mentioning that it takes a man to confuse a dog and a woman to confuse a man. Clearly this week I managed to confuse my ever-so-level-headed wife. Apparently, confusing woman and beast is something I'm good at. It must be all the practice I'm getting. And that is my humble diatribe for the day. <laughs>